All right. Hey, everybody. It's Christopher with MidBay News, and you're tuned in to this week's episode of the Update, MidBay News Update interview. I'm here with uh, Niceville Police Chief David Popwell. And so, Chief, thank you so much for joining us today. And go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my pleasure. Um, basically, I've been with the police department since about 2002, uh, and then I worked my way up, became the chief, loved every minute of it since then. I started becoming the chief here in like 2011. Uh, before that, I retired from the Air Force. Had a great career, loved every minute of it, and now I'm here in the greatest city in the state of Florida. And so, Chief, um, I think uh, when everybody sees police, thinks about police, uh, I guess they want to know what is what is the biggest problem that we're seeing in terms of crime or criminality in our city right now. Yeah. Uh, so right now, uh, with any city, it's drugs, okay, and then drugs, and then the crimes that accompany drug offenses and drug users, uh, petty theft, grand theft. Uh, Basically, people steal to obtain money to buy the drugs, so that makes those those crimes go up. Uh, vice crimes, uh, people use different methods to obtain money to buy the drugs. And we have that here, unfortunately. Um, and then violence. Uh, now, when I say violence, I want people to get the wrong impression. Everybody in Niceville is safe to go wherever they go unless you're involved with the drug community. The drug community has got a higher percentage of violence against themselves and anybody else. So if you're not involved with drugs, you, you'll never have a problem. But I see even here in, in Niceville, it's called a rip. We had a, a dealer rip off uh, a seller and wound up with two people getting killed. Um, but again, I want to make sure everybody says that if you're not involved with the drug scene, you will never experience this or you most likely will never experience this in Niceville. So it, we're still the safest city in Florida. And I was going to say, uh, in 2022, the city was named the safest city yep. to live in in Florida. Yep. Um, how does how does that work in terms of uh, you know what what do your officers see in on a daily basis or on a weekly or monthly basis that they might not see in places <coughs> like uh, Tampa, or Crestview, or Fort Walton Beach? Uh, here, they'll they'll see more. Uh, I'll say community involvement. Uh, people in our communities, if they're driving around through patrol, they'll wave at them, they'll stop, and they'll talk to the officers. Uh, they'll offer them. We eat power rings. Uh, we don't eat donuts. Uh, we eat power rings. Um, they'll offer us power rings, uh, cocoa, coffee, lemonade. And you just see the interaction with the citizens and the officers where our guys get out and talk with them because we have that good relationship. You know, we're not, and we're not constantly going call to call. Uh, and like I said, 90% of the people in this community are great, upstanding, law-abiding citizens. So I, I will say the community relations between us and them is something that you might not experience in other cities. And so, um, to, to that end with your officers, uh, I know at our last city council meeting in November, you talked about how you had, uh, 26 officers billeted, another one coming in. Uh, what, what does hiring and retention look like right now in Niceville for police officers compared to the rest of the country? Uh, we are the same as everybody else nationally. Uh, you can go on any, uh, chiefs police association, Florida chiefs police association, uh, every agency in the United States is having the same problem that we are right now. One, trying to find qualified recruits uh, to come and do the job. There's just not the applicant pool out there right now. So, again, recruiting and attracting quality individuals is uh, one of our biggest challenges right now. Um, is there a way that you guys are planning to solve that in the near future that, uh, uh, or anything unique or uh, innovative that you guys are doing to bring more quality recruits here to the city? I think we're doing the same thing that, that virtually every other agency is doing. Uh, you know, We're sending out officers to recruit at the local academies. Uh, the high schools, uh, we're offering uh, sign-on bonuses. We've increased our pay. Uh, we're actually paying for people to go through the academy now, which is a, a something that normally has not been done. 
but everybody's having to do it because that's that's the only way we're getting recruits right now. Um, and, but uh, are are you seeing that uh, your recruits once they come in, they're starting to promote, or are they? I know you guys are competing with a lot of different agencies for qualified officers. So how does how does that retention game work, for lack of a better term? So far, retention is is pretty good. We average. Uh, what I call about a two to three year window because we have a two year uh, service commitment if we pay for everything. Uh, so about the time they hit that two year mark, then it's all about uh, are they happy here? Are they satisfied here? Is it meeting their needs or are they looking for a higher paying job? So about the about the two year mark is when we see our uh, our split. We haven't lost a whole lot, maybe one or two per year recently, because our pay has been brought up close enough, uh, you know, to the other agencies to where it's not a uh, you know, a big detriment. So for, you know, a dollar more an hour, $2 more an hour, uh, the benefits they get here aren't worth giving up to go to someplace for like a couple dollars more. Now, if the pay gap gets wider, like it was several years ago, then yes, then we have a, the people leave because they're going after the money and rightfully so they got, they've got to eat, they got to make a living. And so you can't really fault them for that. What would be, uh, what would be your pitch right now for people to come and, and join the Niceville Police Department? What, what's, so good about Niceville that uh, people should come here? One, it's the nicest city in the state of Florida. I get 10 cents for that. Um, our department, if, if you study criminology, uh, they, they have a thing called community policing. And most departments have a community police section or a few people that do community policing where they go out and interact with the businesses and local communities, uh, you know, and try to put the positive spin on police officers. Our whole department is a community policing department. That's one of our biggest draws here. The, the officers can stop anytime they want, get out, talk to anybody. If they're cutting their grass, they can stop, talk to them. They can play basketball with the kids, uh, walk through all the stores, talk to people in the stores. So we encourage the guys to get out and actually interact with the public in a non-enforcement type action. Because what we don't want is the first contact they've had with police to be an enforcement action. We'd rather it be a, hey, how you doing? You want a cup of coffee? You know, things like that. And because of our call volume, we, we averaged uh, last month, it was like over 3,000 calls. And that's a pretty constant average. Um, and that seems like a lot, which is, but we still have time where we can get out in at, at, at instance, we can talk to the people to try to find the root cause of what the problem was. And maybe we can help them. Maybe we don't have to arrest them, uh, which other agencies, because of their call volume, don't necessarily have that luxury. They, they've got so many calls that they've got to get called to call to call. So sometimes they don't have as, as much time to, to deal with family problems or, or a juvenile problem. You know, that's where they... Later on, they call their community policing guy out, and he'd come talk to them. Well, we don't have that problem. Our whole department does that. So if, if you like being around people, you like interacting with people, you like feeling like you here you can actually see you made a difference uh, in the community, and you're part of the community. That's one of the drawbacks to come, or that's one of the draws to come to us. Plus, see, we are more of a family. Um, I, I used to hear the term Mayberry, and it used to bother me. Now I'm kind of proud of that term. I, I like the fact that, for example, I can go to the coffee shop. Most people in Niceville know who I am. They'll wave and say hi, and they'll come over and talk at the table. Same way with all my officers. They go into the Tom Thumbs and the Sefcos, and the people walk up through and talk to them. Uh, we, we, make, we make as many arrests as everybody else, uh, but we don't have to get as many physical altercations because most of the people, we know it. And we're, if we're able to treat them as respectfully as, as, as they can be treated, we find it makes it much easier to make an arrest on somebody because it's, there's not that animosity, and they know, hey, yeah, I, I messed up. I know I got a warrant. And we don't have the same resistance that, say, bigger cities would have or some, some other departments. But again, it goes back to the demographics of who we have here and our officer makeup. Our officers approach calls like that with, what can we do to help? 
if they have to if they have to get physical, they go get physical. I don't want don't don't misconstrue that. But we try to restrain ourselves or, and resist going physical initially. We're going to try to talk to you. We're going to try to give you the chance to to understand you made a mistake, and let's just let, let's just go and get this over with. Are you guys? Uh, up to you. Are you are you guys um are you all full up on officers right now? And if so, or if not, what kind of person are you looking to fill that role? Uh, pretty much right now, we are. We've got uh, a couple. We call it in the pipeline. They're being processed right now. We've got one in the academy that when they graduate, uh, they'll be coming on board. Um, like any other department, uh, with the, the build out of Deer Moss and some of the other areas, uh, under the national standards, I, I'm what they would consider short. Uh, but I'm but on our manning authorizations for the city as of right now, I'm about I think of one body down. But we really need honestly about 12 more people when uh, Deer Moss builds out. Because that's going to be another 17,000 people. So in the next three to four to five years, we're going to have to basically get at least 12 more people to, to be able to handle the call volume. And that's roughly, what, a 50% increase in the size of your force? Pretty much. We're at like 30, I want to say 30, 31, 32 officers, 50, 50 total in the department, to including our um, evidence people, our crime scene people, our crime analysts, our dispatchers. So we're right at 50 total, and then about 30 are in patrol we got uh, basically three over investigations. We also have a canine right now. As you know, earlier last year, we lost our other canine handler to a, a tragic vehicle accident. Uh, we plan on replacing uh, Blue. Uh, that was the dog. We're going to we're going to replace him this year and uh, get a handler for him, send him to, off to school. We also just reinstituted our traffic section. So we've got uh, four people that are going to be doing all of our traffic homicides, which we seem to have recently have had about one every two, three months. So... They'll be they'll be quite busy. All right, and um, I, if uh, I guess uh, one of the things that's kind of hard to talk about, especially with the with the cost of living here in the city mm -hmm. of Niceville, is the yep. fact that a lot of officers uh, don't end up living within city limits just because of the pure cost. Is that does that have an effect on uh, the morale of your officers? Yes and no. Um, they all have take home cars, and we have a, a a limit radius that they can travel outside of the city to their houses, which that definitely helps. Uh, because no, uh, the the cost of living compared to their pay, there's really affordable housing is almost not available uh, at, at their starting salaries or, or after a few years. It's just because the you know, Niceville's cost of, of a house is extremely expensive. Um, would it be nice if we could get some affordable housing that we could, you know, maybe use as a recruitment tool to attract officers from out of the state? Oh yeah. Um, does it affect them? I'm sure it does, you know, because, I mean, you're talking to some of them driving, which to other people doesn't sound like much, but, you know, 30, 40 minutes to work every day and 30, 40 minutes home, and they work 12-hour shifts. So that that gets old real quick. So, yes, I, I do wish we had more affordable housing uh, and quality housing uh, for the officers to live in. That would, again, I think that would be a big driving factor, a big recruitment factor for the city. And plus, like I said, if, if, if I could have, like, all the new subdivisions they built, if, if I could get a house at a reasonable price that we could move an officer into. You know, they park a patrol car right there, especially like the entrance to any one of these new developments. People see a patrol car as soon as they come into that to that development. That has a, a big effect, a deterrent effect for criminal activity. Plus, it makes the, the people feel a little bit safer because if something happens, they know, hey, all I got to do is walk down there and knock on the door and I'm going to be talking to a police officer. And we encourage that. We, we encourage everyone that, that that's here in the city that's come, come down to this if there's a problem. Stop us! Come to and most people know where I live. They have no problem knocking on my door at all hours of the day and night, which I don't mind. That's our job. Perfect. 
Well, uh, Chief, I guess uh, the last thing that we really need to talk about is the is the new police building that uh, the city is looking at building. Uh, yes. do, you, do you have an update on the status of where you guys are on that on that building process? I sure do. Uh, we completed a special needs assessment a couple of years ago. We went out for uh, an RFQ request for qualifications. Uh, we had a company a couple of years ago come back and present uh, their architectural design concept. Um, it was not able to proceed at that time. Uh, since then, with a new city manager, uh, we did a another RFQ. Uh, we got the bids in. They'll be making the notifications next week. I was told if they get the if they get on the job, uh, they'll start shovel ready sometime after January 2025. So it's coming. Maybe even 2024 if we can get them, you know, to move faster. But I've been guaranteed it's coming. Uh, the, all the officers are excited about it. I'm extremely excited about it. Um, I mean, we've needed a new building for years. It's ours. Is, we outgrew it, uh, I want to say, five, six years ago when they did the special needs assessment. Uh, we were already, uh, our square footage was already well below what we needed then. And obviously, we've grown some. Um, the, the biggest and most exciting thing about our new building is going to be a two-story. Uh, it's going to be right from, if it, you know, once we get the plans. It looks like it's going to be right here where our current building is. Uh, they'll demolish it. The city's working on getting uh, alternate locations for us to work out of. The city manager's working on that very hard. Uh, so what happens, we'll move into those temporarily. The thing I'm most excited about is I'm really pushing hard for the department to have an indoor firing range. Uh, so I'm the firearms instructor here. and Right now, we have to um, use other areas' ranges, and they're all uh, outside ranges. So if we can get an indoor range in our police department, one, we can shoot year-round. No matter what the weather, we can shoot. Uh, we won't have to pull overtime because the officers can come right here and shoot while they're on duty, so I'm not having to pay overtime. And I can come out on their shift and do a lot of the qualifications while they're on shift. So I can pull, like, two people off the road, let them come in and shoot, then bring two more into it. So the, the cost benefit to us is going to be great. Plus, again, it gives us the opportunity to, to pay back to some of the other departments that don't have the capability for an indoor range. We'll be able to use, hey, you can come use our range anytime you want because they've all been kind enough to allow us to use their range anytime we want. And it's, it's been a, this is our way. Of, if this gets approved, that'll be our way of kind of giving back. Well, perfect. Hey, Chief, those are all the questions I have for you. Is there anything you want to add for the listeners at home? Uh, holidays are coming up. We do live in the nicest city in the state of Florida, but please lock your doors. Don't leave your presents in your car when you go shopping. Don't leave your car doors unlocked. Don't leave your house doors unlocked. Secure all your firearms. And just use common sense. Be safe. If it, it, and here's our biggest thing. If you're at home or you're at a shopping center here in Niceville or wherever you are, if for whatever reason you don't feel comfortable walking to your car or you hear something out in your backyard, call us. Day or night, it doesn't matter, and it doesn't bother. We will come to your house, check around, make sure everything's fine. If you're scared to walk to your car at Walmart, call us. We'll walk you to your car. That's, that's what we're here for. And have a Merry Christmas. All right. Well, hey, Chief, thank you again so much for your time, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.